welcome to this uh, current edition of the Progress with Unity podcast. And uh, we've a little bit of a boring weekend just passed with the international break, but we've still got a full voice in the studio down here at Boot Cycle this evening. We've got uh, Gareth Simulat. How are we doing, Gareth? Fine as usual. Good stuff. Rob, under the weather a little bit, I believe. Yeah, a bit. Paul, under the weather. You two in sick bay. Yeah, we've got a bit of a bit of flu and snots going on. At the end of the table, we've got an empty chair. Dan, Dan's uh, sent a sick note in this evening, so he's not here. He's under the weather. All right, mate. It's all right. Yeah, fine, mate. Fine. Good, good. I'm yeah. not ill. I'm good. here. Good. And Greg. No, Greg. Are you all right? You yeah. feeling okay? 50 50, mate, I'll be honest with you, I'm not too good, mate. 50 50, oh, mate. Sit over there then with them, what? Yeah, it's going to be sick, mate. It's going to be sick, mate. I'm going to look more cocoa, I'm not listening. Druggy. Right, um, I thought we'd make a start this week uh, looking back to the international breaks. Now, usually, uh, when we talk about international breaks, we're thinking England and we get a little bit bored about things, but England, for a start, has done alright this week, I thought, this weekend. Anybody, any, any comment to make about it? San Marino game? But you can't, no matter what you do against San Marino, Barry, you can't win, can you? You can't win. If you win 5-0 and play pretty well, you're going to get pelters because it should have been more. If you score 10 and play poorly, they're going to mourn again. They played all right, didn't they? And San Marino, the keeper saved a pelter against Switzerland, so, uh, you know, I think... Because one of the criticisms from the game was uh, Rooney's chances, weren't it? He hadn't taken his chances. He did miss a few, then he yeah. one on ones. But maybe that keeper was a little bit better than we're giving him credit for. It's hard to get up for a game that you're playing against a pub team, isn't it? He's, he's a firefighter, the keeper. Mm. And there was a comment, uh, I hope he saves people better than he saves the ball. Oh no, that was the Gibraltar one. <laughs> That's right, I've got that all wrong. Well, Never mind. The last firefighter keeper didn't do a bad job, did he? He got beaten it weak a few times. Ali, Ali, yeah. I'll Right, so England, um, uh, two games, one and both, so doing all right. So the old nations then, where we've got a few connections. Northern Ireland have had the best ever start to a qualifying campaign. What's the latest connection with Northern Ireland? Anyone know? Michael O'Neill. Michael O'Neill, yeah. Former Roy Carroll. <coughs> and Roy Carroll, yeah. of course. Oh God, he's still going, isn't he? Yeah, yeah he's uh, established himself back as number one. Yeah. Saved a penalty as well, didn't he? Yeah. <coughs> well, in the last game we played, he kept a couple of uh, what could have been good uh, good goals, kept them out, so he kept uh, Northern Ireland, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. He made it against Hungary. Uh, it was, I think it was nil-nil at the time, and he pulled off a top draw serve. They went on to win that. That was not this break, the one before, so... He's doing pretty well. Doing well, is it Notts County at the moment since mm. he's playing for them down in League yeah, the League One or League Two? League One, aren't they, Notts County? Yeah. yeah. Usually at this time, I mean, you have like three out of the four old nations apart from England are out, aren't yeah, they? Yeah. They're just playing for pride, but they're all still writing with a chance of qualifying. Yeah, and James McLean, of course, uh, scored two goals the other night against Gibraltar and then got one of the match uh, against Germany. Which was, uh, you know, uh, some, some feet again where they pulled off a one all draw. So, what do we fancy his chances of playing on Saturday? Well, <laughs> we'll see. Well, talking about chances of, uh, of playing on Saturday, Sean Malone scored for the Scots as well, didn't he? Mm. So they're, they're two, two good results. He scored in both of them, didn't he? Yeah. 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 Uh, if you call the goal in the first one, if you claim that. I mm. see it though, it goes against his name. Mm. 
Talk, talking about international goal scorers as well, though, hasn't Rooney now entered the um, top? Is it top four of England all-time scorers? Yeah, is it number four behind Charlton, Lineker, Greaves, or has he just picked Jimmy Greaves? Right, no, he's not there off the top, is he? Yeah, but nobody's, nobody's ever going to better Jimmy Greaves' ratio, though, is he? You know, like he only played 50, 50 odd internationals, Jimmy Greaves. You know, 40 odd mm. goals. So. What, what's Rooney's. <coughs> excuse me, sorry about that. What's Rooney's um, caps at the moment? 99. So he's on 99, right? So mm. yeah. He's still got a possibility for beat Charlton then, hasn't he? He will do, yeah. Right, well, I can see he's been more than that half his career, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. True, true. And played in different positions all across the midfield. Yeah. And, and never really done it at a major tournament, has he, apart from that first one? True. Mm. Yeah. I think they're all guilty of that, though. Mm. He's, I, I don't know, really. I, I still see him as only world class player. I don't well, think he's world class, if I'm being honest. He's not consistently world class, but I think when he's on his game, he is world class. Do you mm. think he's our better, best player in the league? I think, I think when he can turn it on, especially for United, some of the goals he can score. I think England's best player is Ben Watson. I've just not realised it yet. And of course, the Welsh didn't uh, do too badly either, but uh, our connection there, Emma Hughes, unfortunately, didn't play, he's come back with an injury. We don't know what an injury is, do we? No. Ankle injury, he, he was doubtful. Uh, he, that's the only game he's missed, Ante, when he was, other, was it Huddersfield where, <coughs> where we missed him, where he was out. Hang on one second, mm. I'll tell you. It's Richard Orme. It was Richard Orme, yeah. The one he missed, yeah. Right, yeah. He only yeah. just missed that as well because he was sat in the stands. Yeah, he came off against Blackburn in 10, he was doubtful for the other skill game, but he played and then he ended up missing the, the, the Ipswich one. That was an ankle injury, weren't it? Yeah, ankle yeah. So, uh, just uh, wondering if he'll be fit for Saturday. Don't know if there's any, any, any sign of him down at the training ground, Greg, this week. Knocking about, yeah. Knocking about. So, anyway, we'll find out soon enough. Right, so internationals. That was a little boring segment there for a very boring weekend that we've all had. Can I just ask one more question about the uh, internationals? Mm -hmm. uh, the friendly that our uh, beloved keeper was involved with, Absi, they played a friendly against Uruguay, didn't they? They did, yeah. And is it right a certain Suarez scored two goals? Yeah, did, yeah. How come he can play football? Because he's non-competitive. Oh, non, non, uh, not com yeah, non-competitive. I thought it? the ban was any association with football clubs. Did no, that not get overturned though? They could, because he started training yeah, with Barcelona. So whether that was... Yeah, it was a bit overturned. Is he not expired now anyway? Because he's playing at the weekend, isn't he? Did they not do an unveiling at Barcelona as well? Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. they was late to do yeah. that. They, when, when he first said, they weren't allowed to do that, was it? No involvement with training or anything like that. But then, you know what happens when yeah, you're a big club like Barcelona they changed, the, they changed the rules for them they lifted almost every single restriction on him the only restriction was he couldn't play competitive yeah. football but I think he's, he's bands up now anyway because he's playing against Madrid it's his first game back in it right anyway we'll move on there's been uh, something all over the news today and all over the newspapers it's, it's on the websites and everything and I don't know why people are shocked and it's the value for money reports uh, that the BBC have done into the current state of season tickets and match day tickets and pies, which is you know relevant relevant to us, obviously. Uh, but and they're making a big thing about it. But every time these these value for money findings come out, it's exactly the same response, isn't it? And we all know that um, 
that that football's a rip-off. It's a rip-off, full stop. Anyway, uh, some interesting things have come out today. Um, the cheapest pie, which again is, uh, w- which I'd like to focus on, in the Premier League is, where do we think it is without looking? Burra. In the Premier League, Mick. They are, they're the Premier League of pie makers. Rob, <coughs> I'm just going to ignore him if he's being Norwich, stupid. without looking, as a guess. Burnley. Thank you. Norwich are in the Championship. Oh, that's the point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the cheapest in the Championship us. would have to be us. Uh, Burnley's a 250, yeah. and ours a 240. Uh, League One, another, it's an North West club. Rochdale. Rochdale at two quid. And in League Two, there's several clubs priced at two pound fifty. Uh, the most expensive, though, is Kidderminster Arias. Do you know how much a pie costs at Kidderminster? Now, I, I believe they're all right. I believe they're quite a tasty little little. I'll take a guess at four pound fifty. You're cheating, you Rob, aren't you? <laughs> uh, you're cheating. <coughs> You've seen all these, haven't you? I heard somebody mention it. Earlier. Yeah, <laughs> four pound fifty for a pie. Four pound fifty. What's in it? On a recent, on a recent visit to Old Trafford, right, visiting one of those snack bars, it says three items, twelve quid. Now one of those items is a drink. Now it's it's uh, a beer, or it could be pop or whatever, but four quid. Those other items are pies, and packets of crisp. Packets of crisp valued. In, in that combination of twelve quid. That's ridiculous. It's absolutely. And what Scandalous. gets me though is. People will pay it. Right. Well, the best bargain on here for me, the best bargain without a doubt, uh, and the, the fans that get treated the best are the brain t- Braintree fans of the conference. Brain- How much for a pie at Braintree? I'll give you a clue. I think there's a pound bakery close by. Oh, 99p. <laughs> a pound. A pound. And you can also get a cup of tea at Braintree for 80p. Good value for money. The cheapest cup of tea in the United Kingdom is to be at Elgin City and that's 60p so so that's the flip side that's that's the value for money but when you're looking at the most expensive season ticket at the moment in football is uh, well we don't need to look at this because we can all guess can't we yeah. uh, down at the Emirates how much though how much for the most expensive season ticket £2,000 yeah £2,013 but they've actually gone down in price from last year it's just Absolutely unbelievable. When we got relegated there, and we went down, and tickets weren't too bad for us because it's Wigan. And right on the front row, you could literally go on eye level with the pitch, and it was peeing it down when we were getting wet. And you're thinking, when it's the big games like Spurs or City come here, they're peeing 70 quid for this ticket, and you yeah. don't see anything. And mm. you were getting boxed in. The stewards there won't let you, like, obviously, when they balls it in the pitch, you can't see anything. We stood up to try and have a look down the pitch, sit down straight away. You have a look, all, every single fan of the Ormen standing up. Just the away end, there was only about 300 of us there, tops. The worst football experience I've had in my life, and, we, and it's the only time I've seen us relegated. Yeah. It made me realise, it's a wreck, man, I really realised that, bloody hell. There's, that, there's the advantages to not being in that division. Yeah. What, it yeah. made me realise what I won't miss, put it that way. Well, one of the things that I remember about the final game uh, was, the, was the banner that the Villa fans brought, uh, saying yeah. about the prices and how yeah. much will be missed and come back soon. I mean, we was recognised, weren't we, as a value for money club within within the Premier League, and we was a good model. But you look at a, t- a club like Arsenal. What's this 
capacity of those 65, 70,000. It's full every week. They're paying top dollar. Who cares what everyone? There's not point people mourning them. Well, that's the thing. Well, why do they, they need to? This well, is they're going to keep. They're going to keep charging more and more and more because they keep filling the ground. Yeah, if, if you look at that report, it says 95 point something percent occupancy in Sturdia. So that tells you the grains are full every week. So if, if fans are going to keep paying it, they're not going to put clubs are not going to put the prices down. Not a chance. Because they, they want to be more competitive on wages and whatnot, so they're not going to do it, they're just going to government or... Stoke City chairman was on today, and he was, and their prices haven't risen in seven seasons, seven seasons without your eyes, and he said that 71 pence out of every pound goes on players' wages, <coughs> which is fair enough, 71p and ever, which is 70, 71%, isn't it? But most businesses, you know, run at 85% on staff, don't they? You look at your fire brigade, your public services, all their budgets are going on paying wages at a much higher rate than what that is. So but that so doesn't include, you've got other running costs though, haven't you? On top of that 71%, that probably what, does that include all staff wages? You've got the store is all minted. He's yeah. the richest British, the, one of the richest British businessman in the world, uh, in the country, isn't he? he's the richest Brit in football, so, the, you know, the rest of it will come out of his pocket, so, if we can afford, he can afford those prices, look, just like Wheeling, in a way, can afford to not whack our prices up, for the simple fact as well, that like if he did, but then, how can, can teams like Borussia Dortmund, Barcelona, um, Bayern Munich compete, Bayern Munich season ticket, £116 a year. Because they do very well in the Champions League, where yeah. the big books are, that, that's the only reason. It, Arsenal, it, it, it do. Arsenal sources, do. Yeah, Arsenal do. And, but look, at uh, they make a profit now, every year on year, don't they, they make a profit. And it's all about bringing money in for them. Is it's it the point then, I'll flip the argument on his head though, why not Arsenal do better? But uh, Arsenal, just before we finish with, with that, Arsenal, uh, one of the items they put forward because it was so expensive was they had to pay for the Emirates, didn't they? They had to pay that debt off. Yeah. And once he got it off, then, because that's why they never team built for, for quite a while, wasn't yeah. it? So now it's paid off. Why not drop They've the prices? They've got £200 million pound cash reserves. Well, so why, why, why drop the prices? What's the point? They'll just because lose money. They're yeah. a limited company quoted on the stock exchange. Well, there's certain things that they do, which is not what a normal football club well, should, should Should footballers, clubs then be limited companies? I think this is, the, you know, you've got your big argument it's now, isn't it? It's, it's like, you, you, mm. you now look at Liverpool, Arsenal, Tottenham, United, City, are they football clubs or are they businesses that have to have a football club? Well, the businesses, which one of those that you mentioned, which one are British owned? Uh, t uh, Tottenham. Mm. Tottenham. Mm. I'd argue none of them. So it's I all like that. Tottenham are owned by Daniel Levy, are they? He's just a chairman, isn't chairman. he? Yeah. No, I, I thought it was a British company. No. Anyway, anyway, good point. The thing is, is look at the Man United badge these days. It doesn't even say football club on it, does it? The traditional Man United badge used to say Manchester United Football Club. No, it just says Manchester United. Well, they've been a PLC for over a decade, haven't they? Yeah, but that badge has changed ever since the Glazers took in and they changed that badge because that now is the public image of Man United. Well, yes. it, and what I'm, the point I'm making yeah. is football club doesn't matter anymore, it's just part and parcel. Not when you're not when you at that level. Not yeah. when you're at that level. It'll never change at Wigan. It'll never change at Wigan. You know, even as long as the Wheeler's gone, this club, I'd be very, very unlikely for a big foreign businessman come in and turn us into one of these. Just for the simple fact, there's, there's not enough interest, is there? Let's be honest. There's not. They're not, you know, when will Wigan ever sell 25,000 every week? They're not going to do. So, what is the point of putting prices up? 
they, they might as well just keep it so it's affordable. That way they'll get as many people as they can through the doors. And when you know when they don't, it's not the club's fault, is it? You know, more people should be going at these prices. Fifteen pound it is for, for Saturday and Tuesday, and five are for kids. So it's impressive. It's brilliant, isn't it? You know, just a quick one on Stoke as well. Like, what, hey, they're pretty fair with their fans, like we said, for those prices for seven years. Last season, they paid for away travel every single game. For you could try if it was a season ticket holder, you could travel on the official coaches and whatnot mm. for nothing for that's, last season. I think I think they're doing it again this season. Yeah. Going back to what Greg was saying there about Wigan Athletic, because they're my main concern. I was thinking to myself, if we weren't fourth bottom of the championship and we're actually fourth place, threatening the top of the championship, how many more would they'd they sell a few more? But I, I they won't sell another five or six thousand more. No, I don't no. think they would. I think they sell a couple. Of, I think let's be honest, the next two games against two London clubs, real struggling at the moment. Not got winning, winning six games. They're going to have to do some real pushing to get these tickets off the shelves because. And I've been to this year, yeah. doing all the analysis. It's probably around 11, 12, yeah, 12 and a half thousand this is. And that's, you know, we've had some good away attendances as well, so. What appeal have you got? The opposition aren't exactly appealing, are they? And the form of the home team is not exactly appealing. It's, it's, so you, you don't. Fair enough, you've just got to live with us. I, I remember interviewing Jonathan Jackson last year when these, I think, these figures came out similar time last year. And he said to me, he says, you know, we could put the prices up and we could make more money out of it, but what's the point? What is the point? It's just you get you get half the people through the door. You, if it look ridiculous, you get more and more people going away from the club, and your future of the club just doesn't exist. You're gonna blend you off these big clubs, Arsenal. It doesn't matter if people like them. They're gonna have fans no matter what they do. We can have it won't. If they drop down, if we can, heaven forbid, drop down another division in the next few years, it'll go down again. You've got to you've got to be able to be sustainable, and you've got to be able to keep that core fan van base no matter where you are. We're a small club. You know, once you know people who thought that just eight years in the Premier League means Wigan Athletic's a big club, they're deluding themselves a little bit because obviously those fans aren't going to stick. We've got a, we've got a few more from being in the Premier League, but most importantly, they've got a hell of a lot more kids. Yeah. You know, you go, you know, I went picking my cousin up from school, and the amount of Athletic shirts you know you see, you know, after coming out from PE lessons. I but that's we've got the youngest average. Yeah. Edge season ticket. Well, that's, well, that's exactly why the big clubs are big clubs. We've all got beards all them. Because you get this in the kids' name. It's, it's, it's good though, and you know, Latix and Warriors both give away free tickets to hands as well. You know, getting local businesses involved. You, they can't do more to get the support. It's just the Wigan people, and you can't you can't demand people to go and support Latix if they don't want to go and play, pay the money to go and watch the football. It's not their fault. A lot of them, you know. We, we know we've got a lot of United fans in Wigan. The only time I have a problem with that is if they have a go at us, you know, stuff like that. If people have a go at crowds when they're from Wigan. The fact of the matter is, if my dad was a United fan, my granddad was a United fan, I'd be a United fan. It's the way you're brought up. I think, I don't know, I've got a man of my own, Wigan. I know you mean, but if my dad's dead, I can see United games at four or five years old, you're brought up with it. You don't know. I know what you're saying. No, that is. You're impressionable, and a lot of these kids now. They get these free tickets from school, they get these cheap tickets, they force the dads, a lot of these kids now, the dads won't support Latics, they'll force the dads to come with them, and we'll get a few more fans out of it, and then the dads turn as well, and yeah. you know, one of, my, one of my mates is a United fan, like I said, he's grown up with it, his dad was a United fan, but he's a Latics fan as well, just because he goes to the games and stuff like that, he'll always be a United fan, but he'll, he went, you know, he'll go to home games, he'll always support them, 
me I've not got a problem with that it's about getting more of those it's promotion isn't it it's yeah. promotion and that's why well, you, you, you do and you know there's examples around this table I had a season ticket before I was even you know first game I watched was on my own season ticket mm-hmm. I had a season ticket before I was anything like a Wigan supporter you know what was your first game uh, Wigan Blackburn Boxing Day <laughs> what did you what again Santa Cruz that trick no, it was, was it not that one. No, it was one one. Oh, uh, oh, I think Ronnie oh. Ager scored an equaliser. Oh, that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was about five, years, five, six years ago. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. You can always chat fans of any age, can you? The one, the one we're trying to say. No, you can do because like, no, like I said, I'm, I'm pushing kids, but. Yeah. No offence, Arthur. You're not. You're not. You're 15, are you? The club offer the club offer affordable prices. People think I might go and try to Well, that, that's exactly what it was. And, you know, you're as big a fan as I know. Yeah, and just local. Mm. You know, I, I don't get me wrong, I live closer to the Reebok, but... <laughs> it's not the Sorry, I live closer to the, the Crap-On Stadium. Yeah. Is it, is it Crap-On? Yeah, yeah, just, like just say how rich. Yeah, um, but, you know, my brother-in-law was brought up in Wigan, he born in Wigan, so he wanted a Wigan ticket. Will you come with me? Yeah, of course, well... At that you know, at that price, you can't really say no if you're interested in football. Mm-hmm. And like you're saying about the United fans around the town, some of their kids will turn because they're going free tickets. Yeah, because it's and the habit, isn't it? You get into yeah. the habit of going. Yeah. And yeah. when people miss that habit, when people break the habit, that's when you lose them and say, "Oh, we've got dropped out of the Premier League." Yeah. And people have thought, oh, "Shall I get a season ticket or not?" And they lose the habit of going then. Well, well, my, my, my uncle's a good example. <coughs> I, I've always gone with my granddad who's my uncle's dad is outside of the family and he's always had a passing interest in Lattice and he got to the Premier League and he thought oh, go on I'll start going a bit now they come back down he's still a season ticket holder and he, you know, he gives as much of a shit as I do really now and he's, so people have stuck with the club not as many as I think they probably would have wanted <coughs> and this is where they've got to ride it now these rocky times now, you know, six games without a win God knows it could even be even worse this time next week. So you know you, you you've got that core support though, no matter what, which I think which I think has grown now. We've got yeah. I, I, I won't say it's doubled since the Premier League, but I think you've got a core support now of about eight nine thousand. Where in the Championship last time, what was it five six? Well, we was topping eleven, weren't we? That's when we That's were doing well. Support, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You, you support who's been yeah. who would be there no matter what. Yeah. And. I, th- I think they've done well. I think they've done well. Yeah, I, th- I think that stint in the Premier League's got to have picked a few yeah. up, and then as time goes on, if you carry on doing what you're doing, you slowly pick more up and more up and more up. But you, you know, it's you look at becoming a league club in the early 70s, how, ma- how many years behind the clubs that are there are you? Yeah. You know, you're like 40, 50 years behind most if of them. If there was ever a wrong time to get relegated, it was on the back of winning the FA Cup, wasn't it? Cause that, we had a lot of fans in May 2013. Yeah. Didn't we? But that, that, that. <laughs> Especially on the 11th. <laughs> yeah, but that push for an extra season in the top flight and the publicity that they got through in Europe as well with the Premier League side, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. They got through in Europe with the Premier League side, <coughs> more money, yeah. more interest. Yeah, and, well, and, and they're on the telly every Saturday as well, aren't well, they? Well, yeah. then, well, then you could argue the wrong time to go down would have been a year before we won't have won the FA Cup at all. So. No, yeah, I didn't mean... I, meant, I, I know meant, what you mean, I know, you know what you mean. It's just all because we were on the crest of a wave and then we sank, yeah, didn't we? I know and what you it, mean. Was, it was unfortunate. I think the economic situation doesn't help either, does it? No, absolutely not. Oh, people can't afford to. I mean, I'm going down at a time when people are skint. Yeah. The amount of times I'm going to away games now, you know, paying it's just reducing and reducing because the prices yeah. are extortionate. People can't. They've got less money and they're being charged more. Yeah. You know, can't, especially in this division, all thirty quid to go and watch the game, which is what some of them charge. It's absolutely. How much is a Bolton ticket? I think. I'll, I, I, is it in the lower in the lower tier? I it was thirty-two. Yeah. In the upper tier. They're charging Brentford twenty-three. 
So obviously I imagine ours <coughs> is a bit thinner than that. Yeah. Uh, Brentford's their next home game. Yeah. It's on telly as well, isn't it? So it's gonna. Yeah. I know, you know, a few more because that. There's a bit of spice now with it with them getting that. That. I don't know what to say about him. That new manager we've got, um, and then local derby. You know that there's a bit of rivalry there. I think that's one of the good things the Premier League's brought. There's a good rivalry about with Bolton there because I was yeah. never brought up on a rivalry with Bolton. It was always pressed in something like that. Now. Premier League, there's that rivalry back now, especially with them trying to do a bad each other. Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I think there's something to be said though for standardising the price of tickets at certain divisions. And I know uh, a ticket for the Premier League has got to be more expensive than mm. in Championship Two, right? And uh, being realistic and uh, being realistically priced. Uh, well, what's it, Dave? Dave, we only said we don't need to charge ticket prices. Because we make enough money from TV in the Premier League. Well, thought we wanted to, we did, yeah. Yeah, but that was why we had the cheapest season tickets in yeah. all of the Premier League. But if you're making a million pound a home game, like, or plus, like United and, and City and Arsenal and Chelsea are doing, then but you're not going to give that up. But the thing is, well, he's one of the cheapest yeah. tickets in the Premier League. If you look at the list, he's one of the cheapest. City. City. Yeah. Like, They've always been cheap, though, City, haven't they? Yeah, They've always yeah. been a club but with, with good prices. Every, they don't sell it every single week, do they? And, no. You know, when they do, they still, you know, they come fill it two or three times over. And I think it is, they just value the support as well. How many of those supporters have been there? In Division 2, they were getting fantastic pros. And I, I like to think that it's their way of rewarding the fans, whether it is or it's not, I don't know. But, you know, they kept the prices down. I mean, the way tickets there weren't, were never that bad for when we went, I don't think. I, I think City, City have always had a great away following as well. well. City, City are a good club as well, aren't they? They've not just, those guys have come in there, they've not just taken over a footballing business. They've improved the area where the ground is. Yeah, they've invested in it. And, oh, yeah. and, it's, and, and it, they're looking to the future, like what you said, Jackson's got that vision for us. They had that vision for that area as well, into it. I think it's really good what they've done. Yeah, I'm sorry, I disagree with you on that. The squatters, don't forget, all that was done for Commonwealth Games. No, there's been a lot done since. They've done well as a community. That's nothing to do with Commonwealth Games. has needed a good lab for years. Still not got one. There's a big thing built across the road now. What, that big atom thing, what, is dangerous and has to be taken down? No, that was for the Commonwealth. That was, that's been gone years. It's been gone about three years, that. I, I worked down that way. Mm. It's been gone ages. But the, across the, where the ground is, if you go, if you go across the road, you get Asda. If you go back across the junction the other way, they've built a bridge right across the junction to a, a big complex on the other side. It's all still, I think it's still being built. I've not been down that way for a while, but they've, they've put in a lot of money in there. They're investing though in the development of their academy and things like that, aren't they? Yeah, but it's, yeah. it's still yeah. improving the, the community, isn't it? It's because that was a was a right up that place, wasn't it? Because well, I remember going up there and laughing, thinking, "What's these Commonwealth athletes going to think when they walk down here?" With, you it's know, still not there yet, but it's like I said, improving it. Talking of Commonwealth athletes, I saw a guy cycling down the M61 yesterday again. You remember the uh, yeah. Congo or yeah. something like that? Well, they said we just looked at a map and that looked like the quickest route. They got the back fleece. Right, anyway, money, money and football um, always stimulates a good debate, doesn't it? Um, cheapest replica shoes in the Premier League, Old City, 3999, same price as us. That's got to be out of date, though, isn't it? I don't know, but I you don't get replica shirts at all, I can't be bothered spending that amount of money on something. You don't need to, do you? Join the Community Fit Fans at Wigan Athletic. <laughs> yeah, you go, go for a 12-week course and they give you one for free. It's absolutely brilliant. Fair, Fair enough, yeah. you're doing it for free. It's a, lot, a yeah. hell of a lot of money for something that's not like gold. 
<laughs> that you know that expires in a year. Speaking of well, retro kits, has anybody seen Aldham's Aware kit? No. It's like a like a luminous yellow and black top. And JD Sports sell the same one without the badge, and it's like so for like twelve quid. And honestly, if you, if you we compare the two, but the only difference is the actual badge, and theirs is like forty for half quid. Oh dear, yeah, yeah, disgusting, isn't it? Yeah. Right then, so we'll move on from that. Um, value for money. Talking of value for money, the next two games coming up at the DW Stadium. How much did he say it was, Greg? Probably the next two. Have you found English pounds and the five for a kid? What brilliant. You don't buy a kid. No, no, well, 50 pounds each. Right. Not, not, it's not a package. If you buy them as, as a package. Is it? No, it's not £15 for Bradford and £15 for Millwall, so £30 for uh-huh. two tickets. We are next to Brilliant value for money. Do you know what would be interesting? How much are Millwall fans paying for it? Sorry, Brentford fans. How much are they paying for it? So they're actually get, they're getting their away tickets for a few well, he, I mean, Did you see all that exchange on Twitter with their chief exec? He put out a tweet saying, Oh, we've sold a lot of tickets for Wigan, fantastic value for money, credit to Latics. And then someone replied to him saying, All oh, right, yeah, we agree, it's great value at Wigan. Are you going to reciprocate when we come then to you? And he pretty much simply put no. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it's yeah. just one defence, one of the cheapest in the area. Yeah. And I understand tickets in London are going to be dear and stuff like that. But, you know, the way he did it is like, No, they're not going to be. But it's the way football is, isn't yeah. it? But yeah. So, anyway. We, sorry, somebody, oh. somebody did that to us, though, didn't they? Sheffield um, Wednesday. Uh, they yeah, they declared their game, they declared their home game, the charity oh, yeah. game, and let everybody in for a fiver. But we're going to let in no, no, Chelsea. Yeah, they let us in for a fiver. Yeah, they let us in Sheffield Wednesday. You know, you were right first time, Sheffield Wednesday did that. Yeah. They, they, they whacked their prices down and let all the away fans yeah. pay, pay the same amount. Christmas I went to pay, it cost me. What was it, 50 quid or something yeah. like that? But they got it stuffed up because we beat them twice, didn't we? We beat them that night, oh, and the ref called oh, it we off. Oh, we battered them. And then we, we beat, beat them again. Second, so, is this a normal then for us to batter Brentford this Saturday then because they're not going to drop the price of waiting? Well, we hope so. We it's the same for everyone. With that in mind, that'll be the same for everyone because no one's going to drop the prices for us. So yeah, batter everyone. What it is, they, they said that you can have, I think it's up to three community based offers yeah. every season, which. Doesn't include away tickets. Right, Brentford. come on, let's move on to Brentford because we're going to be running out of time here. Uh, previously, we've met Brentford 31 times, and do you know something? In 22 years, they've only beaten us once. In 22 years, we've only played them once. <laughs> no, no, we've played them. We've not played them since the 2003 season. We've played them more than once. But uh, we've just suffered defeat once in 22 years. We've 18 victories to Brentford six, and there's been seven draws. The last meeting was back in April uh, 2003, as we were marching towards the League 2 title. I remember that uh, game, could have gone on, but I, I had to miss it from my uncle's wedding. Mm. I was furious, because if, if Bristol City had done <coughs> something, they'd have gone up. Right, well, dying for Bristol to win. Ellington and McCulloch scored. Uh, McCulloch came on as an 80th, 7th minute sub, and scored in the 90th minute. Um, so that, that's the last time we've been. So more of that, please, for this weekend. Uh, the referee for the game is a guy called Tony Harrington. He's only been around for a couple of seasons, a young lad. But he, uh, he's had nine games this season, 26 yellows, and he's not sent anybody off yet. Uh, he refereed us twice last year. Uh, the 2-1 home win against Huddersfield in the league and the 3 all draw with MK Dons in the FA Cup. Uh, so far this season, Brentford are in 10th with 17 points, doing a lot better than quite a few people expected, me included. They've won five, 
and lost four with two draws. They scored 15, but they conceded 16, so that says they've got a bit of frailty in defence. Gareth, have you got any stats on Brentford that I haven't already? Well, just the form, really. The the last six games, the last six games um, on September the 13th, Brentford 3, Brighton 2, so they won that one. Next game was another home game, but they lost 3 0 to Norwich. Middlesbrough 4, Brentford 0 on the 20th of September, so they had two defeats on the trot. And they beat Leeds 2 0. They lost 2 1 to Watford at Watford, and then last week, most recently, they beat Reading 3 1. Oh, that was a good win, wasn't it, against Reading? I believe Reading were awful on that day. There's been a bit of spice over the summer between the two clubs, aren't there? Well, I think it started when uh, Rosler came and apparently went back to take Warburton and Warburton didn't want to come and everything got made public and he weren't supposed to go back and take them and they were accusing us of this and that other. Uh, when the season finished, there was speculation about his bringing in certain players, Adam Farshaw being one, which it turned out we did, and there was all sorts of stuff being thrown around the press. Uh, so it's added a little bit of spice to this fixture and uh, it's something that, that we're looking forward to and I think in a way it's something that as a club we need because we've been lacklustre I think really is a word I've described this season so far being kind and I think this could be the kick up the pants that we need, the, the fire and all week they've been on, on the uh, Latix official website, the players talking about how, how they're looking forward to it especially Callum McManaman who's getting fired up I hope he isn't as fired up as Ben Forshaw was uh, sorry Ben Flagg was was in uh, last Saturday's grand final with the Rugby League just had to throw that one in um, so did he twice yeah, <laughs> twice yeah so I hope he's not that fired up but uh, I think it's going to be a good game Rob yeah so hopefully like, so we're going to get one of the performances where we're really up for it play at an high tempo similar to the Forest game because I didn't think we played at that same intensity or tempo or the Wolves game away um, I think it will be a good game I think these these men like to pass the ball similar to us possession based football I think they've got a couple of tricky wingers as well like Luka that Pritchard laddie they've got on loan off Spurs he's you know what's the football league show he seems to be doing pretty well they brought in a Spanish striker as well aren't yeah they? Uh, can't, <laughs> can't pronounce his name but yeah. he's doing okay and then they've also disarmed that um, Moses Adebergio off Leighton or in the summer I think they splashed the mon- money on him so they, I think their main threat is going to come from them wide areas right Right, and uh, what do you make of the uh, the spice then, Paul? The animosity between the clubs. Do you think it's just what's stuff in the paper, or do you think there's a bit of truth behind it? No, a bit I of think bitterness. I think it's fantastic for us, like you said earlier, because we know for certain they're coming here with something to prove. So when we're, when um, Uwe is telling our troops to make sure you look for this, these men are going to be on the game. You need to be on yours. It's not a question of whether or not they listen to him. They know that he's telling them perfectly straight. There's there's a difference between somebody telling you that somebody's going to be really intense and, and play play their hearts out to you knowing it for yourself. So I, I think that should fire us up. Is similar, Mick. Or do you think you see a blow and thunder game, or do you think uh, we're going there expecting something that's not going to deliver? Well, I'm, I'm expecting uh, something really, really good. 
I'm hoping it's going to happen. We, we, as a group of fans, deserve it. Because we've done our bit so far this season. We've all been turning up. We've all been shouting and screaming and bawling and staying right through to 90 minutes, even when they've been playing crap. They've put, one or two, they've put one or two good performances together recently, which has been great for the fans. What I want to see now is I want to see this passion, what they've had for the bloody international sides coming through. If them players do play, well, I, should, I, I can't see why they shouldn't play. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. I, you know, to be it would be silly for them not to. If they're all, if they've all reported back fit, they should start. If they can play for the interna- international teams, they can play for Wigan. Athletes. They might have reported back fit, but a bit tired. Well, I bet, I bet you know he plays at this bloody weekend. Yeah, also the argument that the players who was there preparing for this Brentford game have been knocking about the club for two weeks and they can, you know, just prepare for that game, whereas they're probably going to get back in training, what, tomorrow? Or, well, today, tomorrow. And they having the three days to prepare, so it can work both ways, I think. Oh, it can, but at the same time, they're professionals, they know what they need to do, don't they? Well, yeah. The good thing about this particular fixture is, the gaffer knows everything about both teams, doesn't he, really? Yeah. Whereas the Brentford manager really only knows about his own one. And so we've got that little added, added advantage, and so therefore I'm expecting a good good win. Speaking yeah. of James McLean, his recent form for us and his international form, I, I, I fail to see how he can be left out of the team. I agree with you, Gareth. I agree with you. He did, he did really well against Forest. He didn't do a great deal against Wolves, other than missed a couple of chances, but mm. I agree with you. I, I think he should play. Internationally, he's done well. It's just if he comes back. Uh, but not Ross is like fitness. If he thinks someone, if he don't think someone's hundred percent fit, and someone else is. It's all about he, he, he picks his team on who yeah. he thinks will do best for that game. He's not mm. a person who will pick you if you're in form. If, if well, he, he will do, but only if he thinks you can play well in that game. If he sees if McLean comes back and he's seventy percent fit, McManaman and someone else is fitter than him, he'll play the other people. So it's a lottery. I don't know what team he'll pick. I don't know. I, I think the other thing with James McLean is he was particularly against Forest. I didn't watch the Wolves game. He looked like he was in danger of linking up really well with Andy Delort. So, you know, you pick one, you pick the other, and suddenly you've got a partnership there that potentially can get you something. Mm. Thinking about the spice of it, Greg, um, this referee's a little bit inexperienced. He's only had two seasons at football league level. He's only had half a dozen games at championship level. Um, he's, his card record, apart from the season, has been quite ever. I'm just wondering whether... Um, especially with him being young, I think he's only in his mid-twenties, whether uh, you know, the football league has actually looked into the fixture and thought there might be you know, a bit of... Do you think a more experienced referee would have been more suitable? I know the game's not kicked off yet anymore. I honestly think a lot of the spice in it is off yeah. the pitch. On, on, on the pitch... Will that all transfer itself? You, you, you know, but you know, mm. it's just going to be the same intensity that it should always be. They shouldn't be raising the games for these games. Brentford at home. They should have this intensity every single game. So... Well, the Brentford players are, you know, more up for it because who there? I don't know. They probably will be, but mm. well, yeah, I don't I, know with the referees. I don't know what he's like. I you know, I can't I remember the three-three draw, but I don't remember for the referee. So you'd hope he'd mm. be able to let a game flow. There might be a couple of meaty challenges going in if it's because there's a lot of pressure on Latte. It's not on Brentford. I remember him playing a bit of uh, stoppage time at the end of the first half of that uh, MK Don's game when they. They scored two goals. Yeah, there, were, there <laughs> was a couple of dodgy decisions in that <laughs> game, and they went in our favour. There was, was, was there not the penalty where it was actually borderline inside oh, yeah. outside the box, if I recall, and then one or two other 
We might be able to lean a bit of pressure on Tony yeah. Harrington then. Yeah. And, uh, I've mentioned well, his name now. I've done it. I've done it. We shouldn't be lying on referees. They should be, they should, the fact of the matter is, no disrespect to Brentford, if we're going to run the game, they should be able to beat Brentford at home. These next two games are absolutely crucial. Like I said, there's a hell of a lot of pressure on this team now. They, they've got to, like Mick touched on before, two good performances is all good, but this, you know, this point of the season, we're where they are in the table, they need points. I'd rather them win ugly over the next two games and put in positive performances. So, what we all know, two wins in 11 games. Uh, if it transpires to be two wins in 13, then we've got, we've got a few problems, haven't we? Gareth? I'm a, I know I was banging on about this uh, six wins in 28. I've actually been looking prior to that. We won eight on the trot. So, I'm hoping that is going to use this international break and, uh, and these two next home games that... Greg's talking about as a springboard to get back to his winning waist. I'm only hoping, I don't see anything about it. Who've we got after, after the Millwall? Who's, who's we got next? Derby. Derby away? Derby away. Mm, so that's uh, tough. a tough game, All isn't the it? Very best there. Yeah. So honestly, I think four points minimum is what's acceptable in these two fixtures, and I don't think that's pr- pretty good. That's just a tie over. I think they really could do a win in both these games. Mm. I agree. You know, there's, there's only so long you can go on thinking, oh, it'll click next week, it'll click next week. They've got to show it's clicked. They really have to. They've, well, they've, they've been speaking this, you know, they've been talking the talk of players I spoke to the other week. They seem confident, you know, they've been training. Brilliant, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Show it on the pitch then. Yeah. It's like what you said last week, wasn't it? There comes a point where you are where you are. It's no longer explainable the fact that you are where you are. Mm-hmm. It takes precedence over why you're there. It's, it's been a couple of months, well, a big month for you, not a couple of months. They've, they've got to up it now. You, you know, at this point of the season, it's I won't say it's fine, but it, you can turn it around. You're looking at that table, you're not thinking, oh, it's doom and gloom, that's where we're going to be all season. This can be turned around in a few games. But this is the few games now. That's, that's, there's not, you, can, you know, a few games ago we were saying that, and we were still waiting, no, this is the few games. This next month, if they don't get a hat full of points, then... You know they're not going to be where they want to be, and they're going to have an uphill battle uh, come Christmas. The thing is, though, uh, we, we've all bought into Uwe Rosler's philosophy, and we all want him to succeed because what he, like you say, he's talking the talk, and it's good. It's, what he says he wants to do with us, his ideas and his philosophies uh, sound really good, and we want it to work. But so why aren't they working? Then? I, I think a lot of it's mental. We do. With him or with the players? Well, both. Mix of both. I, th- I think it is with the players. Yeah. I really do. I we, that's what Whelan said. Yeah. When Whelan went into that dressing room before the Forest game, he just he thought that Ipswich game, they didn't look like they believed they could win. And I know it's, some people tend to make him like this whole believe campaign, but it's, yeah. it's important to have that confidence. And that's why they need... These two performances now have upped the confidence levels. And now it's when they've got to get over that line, get that win. I'm not saying that... A lot of people think, oh, once we win one, we might win a few. We might do, but you just got to win that first game and then kick on from there because the pressure's not off if they beat Brentford. The pressure's still back on for Tuesday against mm. the wall. Because well, that's that's a good thing, isn't it? Because backs against the wall is when we operate at our best. I agree. But then, you know, that trip to Derby next week, that's going to be tough. We need to be going there with some points in the back. If we're going there with not many points in the back, you know, it's, it's not a nice situation to be in because it's a very, very good side. Mm. Better than us. So on that, uh, we'll have some predictions. Gareth, start with you. What do you think? Brentford. Uh, Brentford. Well, I'm 
I'm not going for a prediction, I'm going for a hope, as we said the other week. I'm going for 3 0. So am I. 3 0. Alright, Rob? We've got to turn it round, haven't we? So, 2 0. Okay, Paul? I think on this one, uh, I'll go with hope, and I'll, I'll just temper that hope a little bit, and I'll go with Rob rather than Gareth, so I'll go 2 0 rather than 2 0. So, still very positive. I think uh, a close, ugly, tight game. 4 0 Latics. Great. 1 0. 1 0. Ask me you to add to. Uh, I don't know. I can't call it. I think, I, well, I, I know you, you've gone for the nils. I think with Barnett coming into defence, and I've been singing his praises this last couple of games, I think he's, he'll make a big difference. Uh, but I, I think it's going to be a one, one all draw, me, unfortunately. I'm just not feeling positive at all about so it. I think, I think, you know, a point I alluded to last week, and there's always an angle from which to criticise when, you, when you're not putting results together, but I think the chopping and changing of the team and, and making sure that, you know, you've got a big squad, everybody has to get a chance to, to do it when the ones that have had the chances haven't been doing it. I think you're settling on a back four here now. Um, and that should provide some solidity. Well, we also because you need that rock to build on, yeah. don't you? You do, you do. Uh, we'll just do a quick Millwall look forward to, if you don't mind. Um, it's a Tuesday night game. We, we love it under the club lights, don't we? We love it. Do you know what they're doing when, they, when Millwall fans come up? They make them all sit separately because if they sit too close together, they end up fighting with one another. I don't think there's many coming because you got Beanback. You got Beanback. Now Beanback isn't. Uh, it's not a new beer or, or a, a, a flavour of crisp it's actually they've got this facility where they can watch the, ma- the game live oh they've yeah. already actually started doing yeah. that well uh, Jonathan Jackson was on a big game yeah are we going to see that then well he said so didn't he he said mm. that to I'll ask yeah. him to him actually yeah. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll bomb an email in the next couple of weeks see whether they're up to with that because he did say the fans for him that it's something he wants to bring yeah. in so it's a good idea it makes, it makes you wonder what the cost is they mentioned well it was a football league initiative yeah, apparently that's, that's the whole reason for putting these long journeys on Tuesday. I think we yeah. do, do we play Brighton on a midweek? Yeah. yeah. And that's because that was Fulham. one that and Fulham they've been identical. Well, Fulham's been changed because of the boat race, hasn't it? In April. Yeah, oh, that's it. yeah, but the Brighton game's coming up not too too far off, and that was one that had been earmarked for being back here. So, it's, 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 it's a clever idea, and you know to get your derbies on a Saturday when you know you can make more of a day out of it until Sky intervene and move your biggest derby to a Friday <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, knack of the walk I mean I can't imagine what the technical cost of of beaming the pitches back is I can't imagine it's a great deal to be honest that'd be a satellite it'd be interesting to see this happen up though because yeah. you'd imagine that if they'd beam it back onto the television there'd be an hell of a lot of interest just to go to the stadium and watch it on a big screen though. yeah well that's, that's you know so yeah. would, they, would, they, would they sell tickets for it would, oh. you know because you can only fit about 300, 400 in there Will anybody be there with a mobile phone streaming it at the same time? It'd, it'd be really odd to do that, I'll be honest with you guys. That'd be a very odd thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the price point of the tickets would be interesting. Like, yeah, who gets the like money? Four, Is that, well, they, they should get the yeah. money, shouldn't they? So, would, would this be done, though, at the exclusivity for that? Or would the other normal sources of tapping in to view that game illegally, as one can do now, be available. I don't. Well, I suppose it depends, doesn't it? Because it depends how many fixtures on that night are going to have this beam back 
in it. Well, it's not going to be every fixture, is it? Oh, so possibly you, pro- you probably you know, they go through the normal it. channels, don't they? Yeah, to yeah. the normal places, and people just tap into them and divert them elsewhere. It's the football league we caught initially, so I think it's the football league cameras and the football league streaming that they use. I mean, imagine the prob- you know when you watch the highlights and Latics play and stuff like that. That commentary is from the football league, so maybe it's. That's what one that the user I don't know. Mm. Be interesting. I'll. Uh, I think it's worth asking the question. Yeah. So. yeah. So that's uh, anyway. Millwall and uh, Ian Holloway always does well when he faces us, doesn't he? Oh, he's, he's done quite well against us with different teams. Yeah. Blackpool, especially springs to mind. Yeah. Bloody uh, Norse, didn't he? Springs to my mind. All that pre-season optimism and it's like flatten your ass first game of the season. Yeah. 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 He's not doing well at Millwall at the moment, though. They're actually, believe it or not, doing worse than us the last six. Yeah. They've only managed two draws and some four defeats out of the last six. They had a good start, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. a good start. It's not like Holloway to blow off Paul Hot and then go cold at the end, is it? Yeah. <laughs> I've never read yeah. So, uh, how do you see that one going, Gareth? As I said, I'm, I'm with Greg on this, I'm hoping for six points and anything less than six points would be a disappointment, failure even, 2-0. Um, 2-0. Rob, how do you see it? How do you see Millwall coming? And, and I think we'll see a very, very similar setup to what we saw at the back end of last season where they came and did a job on us. I think yeah. we was pretty terrible on that night. Millwall, very disciplined, worked hard and just took the chances. I don't. Th- I think that's all they're going to do. They're going to think we'll, we might, we'll get an opportunity if we work hard and we'll take it. That's the way they're going to look at it. I don't think they're going to come here and dominate the play. Uh, I, I expect, like Gareth, I expect us to win this. I think now is the time we've got to turn things round. And I think I think nothing less than six points will be acceptable in the next two. Right. Two nil win again. Paul. Just the score at Wembley, wasn't it? FA Cup semi final. So I'll go with 2 0. 2 0. Mick? I think they're going to come up here and they're going to pack the bus across. You know, be very, very tight, make it really, really hard. So I think another 4 0 win something. <laughs> I agree with the first bit of what Mick said. I do think they're going to pack the bus and I think it's about how we keep our composure trying to break them down. But I think with a little bit of luck, second half, good performance, yeah, I think we'll beat them 2 0. So you've all got for six points, haven't you? Yeah. I've not, I, didn't, I wasn't sure on Saturday. I, well, I'm with you. I think we're going to get four points out of these two games. I think we'll beat Millwall. It might be 1 0 or 2 1, but I think we're just going to. I think the result on Saturday will have a lot of burn on it. It will. You know, yeah. If they lose on Saturday, confidence going to that Millwall game is not going to exist. <sighs> See, we're committing the Cardinal Sin, aren't we? Yeah. We're talking about a couple of games down the yeah. line, whereas it's a no no. You know, you take each game at a time, you look at each, and the next game, you see how you're you going to go against that. And when that game's over, will you start planning for your next one? This is the same. We're circumspecting everything. It's the same with the manager. That, I mean, look at the manager after the Bournemouth game. Immediately, he knew on the Monday he came in and he knew what team he was playing on the Tuesday. If they'd have won three 0 at Bournemouth, he wouldn't have done that. He wouldn't have changed things. Right? He might not have had that positive performance on the Tuesday. So, like I say, I think the, the result and performance on Saturday probably is dependent on what happens on Tuesday. It's a bit, it's a bit, it's a bit hard to call. Can I just mention something? Uh, I go on the uh, Vital Wigan Athletic message board. I know some of the people sat around this table also go on that board. And I've been reading a lot rather than commenting. And uh, there's, a, there's a bit of a debate going on about Ray Rossler and the uh, two schools of thought. There are some saying that he's rubbish and should be sacked. And there are some saying that 
he should be backed as he's got right philosophy and all the rest of it I sit somewhere to be honest between the two um, I can understand where both sets of fans are coming from but after these two games as I said international break two home games on the bounce two big opportunities I really think it's time we learn something about our team we learn something about Rossler and our team in these next two games and if he loses two sack him no messing about Gareth no messing about to the point there, Gareth. Well, it's a result to the point. Yeah. The end of the day. Do you know something, I think if we lose them both, I think he will be. Yeah. It's, Not that I'd want him to be. It's, no, it's an interesting point. It's a, it's a results business. He can't. Mm. Just because we like him and he's a good manager, if he loses, if he keeps losing, of course he's going to be in trouble. Like, he, he, knows, he knows that more than anyone. He can feel the pressure of it. So, there yeah, are managers who've been to club and been disastrous and gone somewhere else and been successful. I think, I, I, like, like I said, I think for 10 games now, we can keep saying there's the scope to turn this round. But as Gareth says, now's the time they've got to get results. And if they don't, then decisions have to be made. Now, I hope to God they win both games. I really rate Uber Rossler. And I think long term, I think he's building a really good squad here. But how long can you let it drag on for how long can you wait for it to click I, 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 can, I can understand that feeling I'm is this our last season of parachute payments too or do we have another I'm, I'm not sure I'll check I thought the last for four but the first two seasons I think yeah, you, you get a lot significantly de- decreased yeah, yeah. yeah. Post, yeah it might have been three or four yeah so the last two years they just paid Grant Hall's wages <laughs> see in, in, in our current in our current um, set up with um, transfer windows and stuff like that the onus is now more on the manager to manage the players he has in between them transfer winners, don't he? So he's the, ga- the current gaffer has put together the people who he wanted. He's brought in people he wanted. We don't seem to have seen much of those, have we? we have. The, play- the players that we he inherited, right? What's he doing with them? There's, pe- there's people make you accuse him of only playing the players that he's brought in and not using the players that he inherited. I don't know if that's true. I don't think it's true. Because you look, how many, how many of the players are on the bench that he's brought in? He's the squads prove it's not true. It's yeah. just whichever, you know, people just sit there and say, right, shall I beat you with this stick or that stick? The argument I would understand people having is he does. I think he has stuck with a core team, to be honest with you. Without injuries, that back four would be very similar. And, you know, the, the, look at Don Kerry, he's played his every game. So certain players are staying true, but. You know, he has shuffled it around in some certain areas because he says, like I said before, he will play who he thinks is best suited that weekend. And the problem with that is the fans don't see what's going on in training. So no. you don't know. You know, Andy DeLaw could have scored 50 goals in training that week and Rio might have missed about seven open nets. So he's going to pick DeLaw, isn't he? Whereas fans seem to like Rio and DeLaw, I think the jury's still out a little bit. Well, we like him because he scored and then he got dropped. Yeah. That's why we like so him. He's we like that. You don't know, and the thing, the, the thing is, Rossler doesn't tell people no. why. He doesn't no. tell, he just, and I agree with him, he doesn't have to tell you his reasons. No. He doesn't like giving his team away in the build up. You ask him, you know, the only reason he told us the other week that Emerson Boyce was injured was because we'd seen him, the journalists had seen him walking around the, you know, the, the training yeah. ground on crutches. He's not going to sit there and say, yes, he might be going down with the team today despite the rest of the team boarding the bus and him, <laughs> and him getting in his car and being driven home by someone else. So yeah. he's, he's cagey like that, he's the way he is. You know, the, the, the downside of that is people sometimes don't understand the decisions he makes. No. I, th- I think when you when you evaluate what we've done so far, I, I mean, you look at the two wins that we've had, where we've started to look a bit settled, and then you rip out the best midfielder at the club, 
uh, and signs of Crystal Palace. So you've got disruption there. Um, you know, you have had injuries here and there. But I think, like Gareth says, you know, if we lose the next two games, we will have lost four times the amount of games we've won and lost double the amount of games we've drawn. We'd have lost eight, one, two, and drawn four. And, you know, you can't carry on like no, that. No. When Someone has to change. Yeah. And usually it's the manager, isn't it? Yeah. What part of the season does the chairman make his decision? I th- it's I always been this time of, well, this well, time mm. of the year, right? October. October is He's where they got rid of Hutchins in October, didn't it? He's been and December. December. He's been brilliant, mate. In, in the limited time that I've seen him, he's been brilliant so far. I know he went to stick, I know he went to twist. Correct. Yeah. And, and uh, that, that's, that's well, not really, because when we, one of the worst performances I've ever seen under Rosler at Blackburn, we stunk the place out and then he stuck with his um, starting 11 at Huddersfield. I think you're not on about Dave Whelan. Oh, that Whelan. Yeah. Sorry, not Rosler, Dave Whelan. There's going back years and there's a couple of uh, arguments with Matthias and that one there about whether he should have been sacked. And oh, Matthias should have never gone. No. We no. was. I mean, again, we played about 20 games in about yeah. six days. Well, <laughs> I know what you mean, though. Most of the time, he seems to get it right, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, well, the, he, he gets the sack at the right appointments. The, the, fact, the fact that, you know, going to Spurs and getting absolutely tonked and, you know, getting tonked by Chelsea, tonked by Blackpool on the opening day, stuck by Martin. Well, that was the emotion of it as well. I think if that wasn't Martinus, I think he'd have gone. But he had the belief in Martinus because he knew him, there was that history there. Mm. And but I thought I, he was right to stick by him. How, how the reasons behind it are relevant. He's got the decision right. He got rid of Coyle. I think we got that decision right. I think there's that. I think there's that understanding and that relationship with the current manager as well between the chairman and the manager. I think it's different from Coyle, isn't it? I and think I th- it is. And I and I mm. think he will get the chairman's backing, and I think the decisions will be taken with no. the players. Yeah. Well, I'd, I'd I'd like to think that, but if he loses every week, you can't no, you can't true. let the manager no. get off the hook, can you? So it's it's a, it's a pressure time now. He's not been losing every week. He's stopped the rot, as it were. Drawn a couple of games. He's just got to start winning. Should right? he stay or should he go? Well, you know. the, I think the, long, the one funny thing is as well. What are we now? Is it sorry? Is it eleven games in now? Yeah. Uh, I remember sitting around and everyone, everyone was talking about winning this league and coming in the top two. And I remember being quite savvy myself. I thought I don't think that's the right expectation to have in this division because I think there's a you you have to wait to see how you go. And I still I've, I've always said top six. Now I'm maintaining top six. How many people believe that they, we can still win this league or finish in the top two? I. I mean, I believe we can finish in the top six. Automatic promotion, come on, bloody hell. Positive. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's what we want. It's what we want, but a lot of people have changed their expectations already and it's only 11 games in. It shows the fickleness and the way that football changes. Another 11 games, we could be thinking we can win the league. Yeah, there's a difference between thinking you can and thinking you will. I still think we can. I don't think oh, we will anymore. Of course they can. Of course yeah. they can. Yeah. But They've got. I think they've got. The, they've got a good squad. They've got a deep squad. They probably need to offload maybe a couple of players if anything. So, anyway, on that note, we've uh, rattled on quite a, quite a bit there. Take that one for an international break. Yeah. With all that nonsense on the internationals, we get into some good debate. And oh, I know. Well, we're, we've uh, we've only got an hour. We've got uh, sixty minutes left on, on our allotted time on the old bus sprite site, so we're very close to that now. So I have to watch that. Just a quickie before we finish. I noticed Grant Holt, Grant Holt did a, a Q and A session on Twitter the other day. It was quite interesting. I read some of his tweets here. I don't know if else saw it. Somebody asked him, "Was he looking forward to coming back to the Latics?" And he said, "Yeah, I've still got eighteen month contract, so there's no problems there." Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think the answers he gave, whether or not. They reflect what they were very much politicians' answers. When they do the right answer, you can read into it what you want. Whether they're truthful, 
and they're actually going to reflect the reality completely oh, Neil, Neil, it's the same from Rossler it's the same from Holt let's be honest Holt's not acting like a child on Twitter has he or anything like that no. he tweets a lot and he could have come out and he could have spat yeah. his dummy out he's not he's, he's talking about playing for the under 19s if he's playing for the first team it was really weird um, and the same with Rossler I asked Rossler like, you know, about losing Holt and he's like I wish him all the best You know, we discussed it rationally and we decided that he's not got a future here and you know you must think there must be a lot more emotion in these conversations. Grant Holt scoring in the Premier League last you know a year and a bit ago, and now he can't get a game you know for Wigan's reserve side. It's well, so what, what's going on? He's gone to Huddersfield and he's been absolute handful for them. Go, go for him. I, I, I hope he does. Well. I've got nothing against him personally. I, I really haven't. So if he wants to go there, they can have him pay his wages. Let him go. It's not. It's not going to happen for Wigan, is it? Alton Fortuna, four nil, four nil. Right. Anyway, we're finishing now because we've, we've gone over. Uh, but this time, next week when we're recording, this we'll have played two games, and the you know should he stay or should he go decision might have been taken out of our hands anyway, or it might have been made. We'll see. Or we might be all happy. Well, next week should be more lively than most, yeah. one way shape or form, shouldn't it? Anyway, it's a good night from me. We'll see that. Should I stay or should I go now? 